you. What's going on? Welcome to the awesome.com NBA strategy show presented by No House Advantage. I'm Dave Lachran. Joining me as always, Adam Share at Ship My Money DFS. I'll be actually with Josh tomorrow and Friday because you're hitting up uh, the old Las Vegas, old Sin City. Adam Share going to do his thing. What's up, man? Yeah, uh, nice, nice vacation coming up, going out there, quote, for the draft, end quote. But uh, just really an excuse for my friends to get away from their families and go to Vegas. So uh, that'll be a good time. Looking forward to that. You had a nice night last night, huh? Yeah, uh, took down some stuff in basketball. Uh, small, I mean, small field, higher stake stuff. Broke even in 150 max, but I uh, had a decent baseball night as well. So that was nice. I've been having a pretty shitty month or shitty couple of weeks. So glad that uh, glad, glad that happened. Nice. Been having a very good betting month, but the last couple of days, man, like I had under 26 and a half points on Ja, and that looked really good in the fourth quarter. He had yeah, like 13. He had like 13 points halfway through the fourth quarter. I'm like, okay, I know he can still pop off, but I, I should be. I should be cleared for him to not score like 17. Whatever. I, I need him not to score 14 or whatever, but what did he score 17 in the last eight minutes or something insane? Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Like I had Ja in most of my like high stakes lineups and it was just like, okay, he's doing fine. He's doing fine. And I was like, oh, cool. He's smashing now. Yeah, absolutely crushed. And, and you had made the point yesterday. This is something you and I talk about all the time that Certain guys, depending on how they play and how their what their peripherals look like, they can not score ridiculous point totals and still be gold for DFS. Um, ja just ended up putting the final touch on it yesterday with the thirty points. Did you see the dunk? Uh, no, I wasn't paying attention. You didn't see the dunk? No. All right, just 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 oh, do it right now, right right now. It's it's. I didn't want to be hyperbolic. But I, I really wanted to tweet that is the best dunk I've ever seen. That's a ridiculous dunk. I, I it's it may be best postseason dunk. I don't know. But it's it's clearly one of the best dunks you're ever going to see. If you guys haven't seen it, watch it right now. I even 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 pause the show. I don't care. It's worthwhile. It was one of the sickest dunks I've ever seen. Uh absolutely absurd. I was on eight and over over 20 and a half points, too. He had 13 at half. I'm like, all right, I can get eight in the second half. Fell asleep. He finished with six in the second half. But we move on. That's okay. Uh, and Brandon Clark was sick yesterday. There were a lot of good performances. You know, today you only have two games. You got Chicago, Milwaukee. And I don't know where you're at on this. And weird things happen in basketball. But I, I, I feel like Milwaukee just flattens them. Uh, granted, they are 12-point favorites, but we can get into that in a second. And then Denver, Golden State. Denver stole a game. So I think we're looking at, at two gentlemen sweeps here to close out some series, Adam. Yeah, you would hope that Milwaukee can get it done here with no Zach Levine. Just brutal timing. I mean, that sucks. Like, you had Paul George in the play-in game, and then now you have Levine. Um, but, you know, what are you going to do about it, I guess? And then, yeah, Golden State should be able to take care of it at home, too. Uh, before I forget, um, just – so I don't get accused of, of stealing credit from anybody. Shout out to Miguel McDonald for the Duncan Robinson call yesterday. He was right on top of it. Zero <laughs> DraftKings points in 12 minutes. Okay. <laughs> this is this is really developing into a feud here. I love it. Hit that thumbs up if you haven't done so yet. If for nothing else, do it for Miguel. Uh, and subscribe to the channel. 76,100 plus subscribers here. Just doing big things. Jordan, when do we hit 100? 
end of you think we can get there by the end of NFL season? Maybe mid NFL season. Really? Easily. I think I think mid NFL season is probably realistic. Okay, that would be amazing. The old hundred K, get the silver play button. I'm taking the rights to that. I'm stealing that shit. That's going right back on my wall. I take full credit for everything. Now, in all seriousness, though, appreciate you guys hanging out uh, every day, whether it's two games, three games, however many. And uh, if you want to join, hit that join down below. Get the free super chats each month, the custom emojis, the sweet. It's all about the badges, too. I mean, they just look good. Steven Leibowitz iced out there in chat with the 12-month badge. Looks good. You know, it's like an inclusivity thing or exclusivity thing, I should say. And we'll always prioritize your questions, your comments, all of that, along with our premium Discord members. All right, 50 likes. We can deal with that out of the gate. So here's what, here's what, let's, let's do this. Uh, anything else that you want to, to recap or talk about from yesterday? You got, uh, oh, uh, the, one, the one prop that, that, I, that, that we cruised to victory on was Trey under. How about that series for him? I, I, listen, I know, I know it's a really tough matchup against Miami. But Trey Young, man, I mean, that was a re that's a rough series for him. Brutal series for Trey Young. Um, and also Brandon Clark just crushed. Amazing. Like playing so well in the series. Um, but yeah, brutal, brutal, brutal series. You DM me about Brandon Clark. And I had I had some Brandon Clark as well. Um, and I'm like, okay, he's got 12, 5, and 1 in his first like 10 minutes or whatever. And then you text you DM me later, you're like, yeah, the you just you mushed him for a good yeah. like 30 minutes of yeah, real the, time. Yeah, the dude had one fantasy point after I messaged you and said, yeah. Oh, this could be good. <laughs> and then I checked later and he finished with what was it like 23 and 15? He had something yeah. stupid. Yeah, tw 21 and 15, like 47 DraftKings points. Um, yeah, it was I mean, he he was huge for me in DFS. He was my third highest stone player in 150 max, but like in high stakes stuff, I was the only person that played him. Um, and somebody asked me on Twitter, was like, you know, what what made you play Brandon Clark I was like really nothing like I didn't even I didn't look at my lineups before I entered them and I'm glad I didn't because I was pretty scared when I saw how much of him I had but came through like he played insanely well oh and one more thing how about DeAndre Hunter I, this, this guy did everything he could to keep them competitive yesterday it certainly yeah. wasn't Trey Young yeah uh that actually pissed that, that's the main reason that I only broke even in 150 max was I didn't end up getting much DeAndre Hunter who had the game of his life but just an amazing performance and, and it was tough because not not like you couldn't get to him but it was tough because you're facing miami those two teams the pace of that series has been a 91 pace slowest in 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 of any playoff series uh but the, the it was tough because if you looked at all of the other guys in that price range you know you had all the phoenix guys and, and a few others in that 4k range so it just made it a little bit more difficult and then of course you had the miami value as well but he went 35 points. Uh, he, he was he was fantastic, man. He even got to the line 11 times, 11 for 21 uh, on on field goal attempts, three for seven from three. He was really good. It was it was it was pretty cool, but yeah. didn't get there. All right, so let's talk about Chicago and Milwaukee. I, I was trying to put some bets together for this this betting video that I do each day on Odd Shopper, and I, I'm looking at the Bulls. Let me let me read a few things off for you, just to just to kind of illustrate how bad this offense has been even with Levine they're dead last among any playoff team in points in the paint 
And against the Bucs, one area that you can stay competitive is from beyond the arc. If you have a good three-point shooting team, you know that. They're dead last in three-point percentage. But is it that surprising? Like, DeRozan's not a good three-point shooter. Vooch is chucking him, but he's he's shooting like two for eight every night from, from three. Now you lose Levine, who's one of their only competent guys from beyond the arc. I, there's so much about this team right now. They have a 48% true shooting percentage in this series. To, to, to give you some context, the Thunder were dead last in the league in true shooting at 53% on the season. So the Bulls offense hasn't been bad. It hasn't just been stagnant. It's been terrible. Yeah, absolutely brutal. And obviously now with Levine out, there's no reason to think it's getting better. Like, and Caruso might not play. So you're getting more minutes from Kobe White. You're getting Caruso's out. Levine's out. They're confirmed. Oh, okay, out. I didn't realize Caruso had been ruled out. Um, so yeah, like you're getting. It's not like replacing Zach Levine with Kobe White's going to do anything to improve your efficiency. So um, I've seen some people mention it in chat, and like, yeah, it could be a really ugly game for Chicago from a DFS standpoint. I still don't really know what to do with that. Like, it's it's obviously a must-win game. They're not going to just give up. And it's a two-game slate, so if you just like write off Chicago because of the blowout, then I like. It's oh, I'm certainly of... not suggesting that. I was talking. No, I know, about I know. People, people in chat mentioned it, and I'm saying like, oh, okay. I agree that Chicago could just get destroyed here. But I also, from a DFS standpoint, don't really know what to do with that because it's a two-game slate, and like, what are your alternatives? It's difficult. Yeah, I was more so talking about taking the the, the under on on the the Bulls total at, at this point. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but. The, with Chicago, here, here's the thing. Separating betting from, from DFS, you're not like, – if, if I'm betting the Bulls under, I'm not going, oh, yeah, I don't really want to play any Chicago Bulls today when they're down Levine in an elimination game on a two-game slate. Of course not. Uh, but at, at, at this point, the offense is bad. I mean, it's not just bad. It's terrible. But you're getting – you're getting – price points that yes, Vucic's price salary came up. DeRozan's 8,800. But if you remember when Levine was out before and DeRozan was on that torrid pace, this dude was up at like mid 10 K. Yeah. Um, the, like the, the opportunities are certainly there. It's just a matter of efficiency. What was his price? What did he reach? Yeah. 10, seven was his peak this season. DeMar DeRozan. But that's also when he was scoring like 35 every single night. Yeah, I mean, he has a 37% usage rate and a 26.5% assist percentage without Zach Levine on the floor. On the season or in this series? On the season. Yeah, right. It's crazy. What's Vooch? What are these guys at per minute-wise without Levine, uh, Vooch and, and DeRozan? 1.31 for DeRozan, 1.26 for Levine. And then you factor in, if you're, if you're, not, if you're not considering a blowout, even if this game does blow out, you can't really just sit your starters midway through the third quarter in the last game of the season. So right. you're, you're probably going to see some, some additional run, even if this game gets a little out of control. I'm not saying they play the entire fourth, but if you're looking at 1.3, whatever you said, and 1.2, whatever it was, for, for DeRozan and Vooch, respectively, and you're at least projecting them for 35 or more minutes apiece, those are still good numbers even though the matchup sucks and even though they're not even though their, their offense is bad right and and the thing is the prices haven't adjusted so even if you like and i would completely agree that whatever DeRozan, you know 1.3 is his season average you can expect less than that in this spot against milwaukee yeah. but 
it doesn't matter. Like if he scores 1.3, he's the, you know, probably the best player on the slate. He can score a lot less than that. And as long as, like you said, as long as he's getting like mid thirties in minutes, at least, um, he, he can have a pretty bad game and still be good for an $8,800 price tag on a two game slate. And the same goes for Vooch. Right. And, and, and last game, what was it? The 24th. So Vooch and the bulls lost by, what was it? They lost by a lot. What was the final score of that game? 119 One, to 95. 119 90. Shut the fuck up. Uh stupid Australian Siri accent talking to me. <laughs> I was like, I was real confused what was going on. It, it, there's nothing worse than that. I it, she'll pick up something, she'll think I say her name, and then she's like, well, who do you want me to do you want me to send that to this person? And it's a person that I haven't spoken to in over a decade. It's like, yes, please send gibberish to someone I haven't seen in 15 <laughs> years. Uh, yeah, I, had to rem- I, I remembered I'd had, so I had like an ESPN tab up with one of the NBA box scores, and I had to remember to close that out before the show because it'll just randomly start talking in the middle of. Uh, is there anything worse than the ESPN website design? I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's pure horrible. shit. Like you can't go to a site without, you can't go to a page without it auto-playing a video with the volume on. Right. It's so bad. I stopped doing it because of that. There's zero interest in you playing, you know, random clips and 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 playing talking heads of, of not the band. The band is phenomenal. Long live David Byrne. You don't know anything about the talking heads. I mean, I know the name. Name a song. I said I know the name of the band. You know the song Burning Down the House? I bet you do. I would bet I do, and that I have no idea. Burning Down the House. Come on, you know that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Psycho couldn't killer. Told, couldn't have told you who sang it. Naive melody. Oh, good stuff. Anyway, so Jason Flynn. Surprise Lavi has an Alexa. I thought he only used DuckDuckGo and burner devices. DuckDuckGo caved, man. They went to the same sensorial nonsense as Google. So now what is DuckDuckGo? DuckDuckGo is an alternative to Google. It sucks, honestly. It was yeah. never good. Like people use it, but it was never actually. It was, it was so. Cause you know how Google just like promotes certain things and, and they, yeah. they bury other stuff. Yeah. Duck, go is supposed to be an alternative to that, but it, so is it, it like, is it like right wing or just an alternative? No, I right. Oh, right. wing so people definitely used it more often. Okay. Right. I, I never, I never had any interest in it. I'm not, it, but, but, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like you go on there and, and it was just promoting that stuff. It was, it was less, um, I guess I, it was less algorithmic in the sense that like certain things, because if you go to Google and type in something, it would always promote the same sites. Right. You know what I mean? But uh, no, I got plenty of Alexas around here. It, I, the way I see it is when it comes to, when, when it comes to surveillance, I'm, I'm walking around with an iPhone all day, dude. Oh yeah. That's, like, that, that's one like argument that I've never gotten. Like, yes. Would I prefer not to have like, would I prefer that my mom, when my mom texts me about something, I don't get an ad for it on Twitter the next day? Uh, yeah, that would be great. But also, I have an iPhone, and it is what it is. Like, right? Like if they they if they want to track me and surveil me, it, it it was happening long before Alexa. You know, I'm I'm realistic about this stuff. I'm not all about. I'm not I'm not enthusiastic about it. Right? But. Yeah, I'm not thrilled with it, but it is what it is. I'm not going right. to just like not have electronic devices. And, exactly. Uh, that's pretty much the alternative. Now, Larry, I don't spend a lot of time on Reddit. Um, Reddit's a cesspool cess too. I mean, it's it's shit. But th- there's some. There were some funny. Th- there were 
there were a couple there were a couple subreddits that i liked but no it's not i don't go on there very often i don't really post on there all right so what was i talking about I, so i got I thrown know. off somehow I don't know. Oh, talking heads. ESPN back. Uh, yeah, just, definitely not basketball. <laughs> no, definitely not basketball. The the Bulls, though. We, we, we can talk about the Bulls. How about the Bulls? So outside of DeRozan and Vooch, Patrick Williams probably gets, you know, a, a little bit of extended opportunity. But this is kind of like what you and I were talking about with the Suns yesterday, just that a lot of the 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 usage is going to be redistributed to your best players that can actually score. So DeRozan and Vooch probably see massive usage rates tonight. And then, sure, there's a, a trickle-down effect. Some of these guys get a little bit extra. If that's the case, who do you think it is? And who do you think benefits the most from no Levine in terms of getting additional playing time? Is it White or is it DeSumo? Because Caruso's out, too. Right, yeah. I mean, I think it's both. Um, so last game, you got... The soon move starting in place of Caruso in the second half. I assume you're going to get Kobe White in place of Levine here. Um, it could be somebody else, but they need scoring. And this is kind of what this is kind of what we had talked about with Kobe White earlier in the series, where it was like when you have all of Levine, DeRozan, and Vooch available, there's no real reason for Kobe White to play a lot of minutes because he's not adding anything defensively. You don't need him out there taking shots. You don't want him out there taking shots. But when you take out Zach Levine, sure, you still have DeRozan and Vooch, but you could use another guy that is least capable of scoring and the bulls don't have a ton of that you know the sunmu isn't uh you know a, a real scoring threat um he can make some plays but not really anything you're you're concerned about if you're you know a defense kobe white can at least get hot um pick up some points so they, they, like they could start somebody else like javante green or something but i'm assuming that you get kobe white who else do we want to touch on for for the bulls and anybody else that that's intriguing to you today? Um, I mean, so yeah, obviously DeRozan and Vooch, we yeah. hit on that. I think the two top value guys are probably White and the Sunmu just because they should get more minutes. Right now we have the Sunmu projected for 35 minutes. We have White projected for 32. Um, 4,500 for White, 4,400 for the Sunmu on DraftKings. Those both look like really good values. Patrick White at 5K, still playable. I mean, he's likely to get good minutes still. They need him out there defensively and all that. The issue is that like he's not the type of guy that's likely to pick up a bunch of usage from Levine being out. That's just not his game. But he is coming off of a game where he scored 35 and a half DraftKings points, had 20, point, 20 actual points on 17 and a half percent usage, played 32 and a half minutes. He's still playable at 5K, but I think you're getting a little bit better value on the uh, Sunmu and, and Kobe White. Outside of that, I have a very difficult time getting to anything else. Milwaukee still without Chris Middleton should be for a little bit. They get a win here. That's nice because you're looking at what other series do we have? We got, well, we got Milwaukee, Chicago, and then Miami's closed out. Boston's closed out. And then really it's just this one, which should be closed out tonight, presumably. And then Philly and Toronto. So who, if Philly wins, if Philly wins, Adam, I'm NBA reseed or no NBA reseed in the playoffs. Uh, I have no idea. I don't think so. Who would who would Milwaukee play if Philly wins? Because I would assume they would play Boston, right? Miami would play, Miami would play Philly. I don't know. Chat will tell me if they tell me. I can never remember. Do they they do they re who would they play? They don't reseed. Who would we play? I can't who even would, remember who, would, who ended up with what seeds. What? I I can't remember like who ended up with what seeds in the East. Okay. 
Boston. And Miami would play Philly if Philly win. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Makes sense. That's how it should be. So how much Giannis you want to get to today on a slate where you have Jokic, Jan, Jokic and, and, and Giannis Antetokounmpo? Like, those are your two top-tier guys. Clear-cut, there's nobody else up at the top of the position tonight. Yeah, and it should be relatively easy to get to them because of – well, actually, like, it's going to be easy to get to them if you want to because you do have value in guys like White and the Sunu. The counter-argument to getting to a lot of them is that you do have, you know, a very underpriced DeRozan, an underpriced Vooch. You have Drew Holiday, you know, playing without Middleton. So uh, I, I do think it's kind of an interesting – like, you could certainly just still go pretty balanced and, and be okay. But – and Jokic and Giannis both got – like they're they're relatively expensive. Eleven four for Jokic on DraftKings. Eleven six for Giannis. We've seen a lot of slates recently where the top tier guys are like ten two or ten four and just like wildly underpriced. Here you at least need a good game from them to to be glad that you rostered them. Um, so I do think it's it'll be an interesting situation to pay attention to ownership. But I do like Giannis here. Obviously, you know if this game's competitive, you're getting upper thirties in minutes from him. Um, he's like a one point seven fantasy point per minute guy, and no Middleton certainly doesn't uh, doesn't hurt. It's kind of wild how good Grayson Allen has been. Like, yeah. outrageously good since Chris Middleton went down. He is, he is 18 for 24 from the field. He's 11 for 14 from three over those last two games. That's insane. Yeah, and it's not sustainable. <laughs> no, not at all. Now, I mentioned it the other day, no team's getting as many wide-open threes as the Bucks, like, in the playoffs. So he's going to keep getting open looks. They're all going to keep getting open looks, but that is nuts. He is a 42% three-point shooter on the season, so he's a good – we know that he's a good three-point shooter, but very unsustainable. The, the thing is, though, like, if I would have told you that he was 4,400 still, you would definitely be interested in Grayson Allen today, but his price has come up you know, almost $1,000 since that game three. Right, that's the issue. And, I mean, on a two-game slate, sure, you can still play him some. But yeah. it's not like he's getting a ton of usage. You know, he had a 19.5% usage rate last game. Um, he has a 15.5% usage rate overall in this series. He's shooting 61% from three for the series. Um, that's not going to continue. And the thing that concerns me, this is like the opposite of what we talked about with John Moran. No peripherals whatsoever. I know exactly right. where you're going. Here. Like yeah. Grayson Allen in this series is averaging 0.92 DraftKings points per minute. Obviously that's good, but he's averaging 0.92 DraftKings points per minute on 61% shooting from three. Yeah. It, yeah. As soon as he goes <laughs> back to just being like a normally good and not the best in the history of basketball three-point shooter, he's going to be like a 0.75, 0.8 fantasy point per minute guy playing like 28 minutes at 5,200. And he's going to get ownership because of what he's done so far in this series. So, um, yeah, you know, maybe he burns me again tonight and you can't win without him. I'm willing to take my chances. If you look at this, right, if you're in, if you're on DraftKings and you're just looking at uh, the last two games, you know, 55 of his fantasy points have come on scoring, including the three-point bonus, 55. So, and and then one of one of those games, he had three steals. You're not just locking him in for, for the stocks. So that's the problem. I mean, Grayson Allen, if he's not knocking down those threes at a 80% clip, probably not going to get you there. But he's been very good. I, I, yeah. And, yeah, so, I mean, I made the point, the the point nine two fantasy point per minute argument for the series. In the two games without Middleton, he's averaging 1.4 DraftKings points per minute. But instead of shooting 61% from three, he's shooting 78.6%. So, again, you know, same kind of thing. Um, he's not going to keep doing that. He can't.
Nope. And he's still averaging 26.6 minutes per game. 21% usage. So, you know, a, a little bit of a usage bump for him. But again, you expect there to be a usage bump when the guy's making every single three-pointer he takes. What is up with this rotation from last game? Did Budenholzer look to – yes, he did. Did Budenholzer – it looks like he tried to empty the bench at uh, like seven minutes into the quarter. And then they just – and then the Bulls went on – like an 8-0 run or something, and I swear it looks like 30 seconds. Um, and then he put he put his closers back out there, and then once they regained the lead for two minutes, he put the, the mop-up crew back out. Do you see this rotation? Yeah. That, that's yeah, what it looks like, right? I didn't see yeah, the legitimate 30, 31 seconds for the bench, and then he was like, nope, never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not yet. But – the reason I mentioned that is Pat Connaughton was out there. Pat Connaughton was the only one that came back out with them and continued playing. So it was Giannis, Portis, Holiday, Connaughton, and Grayson Allen. I'm not equating Connaughton to Grayson Allen, but I've, I've been saying this. Like, without Middleton, Connaughton can have one of these games where he shoots six of seven for three. You know, we've seen him do it before. It's not like you're projecting for it, but he's also way cheaper than Grayson Allen now. Right. It, it becomes an interesting pivot spot because, like, for example, in the last game, Grayson Allen played 28 minutes and 24 seconds. Pat Connaughton played 28 minutes and three seconds. Overall this season, Grayson Allen has averaged 0.75 DraftKings points per minute. Pat Connaughton has averaged 0.7, 0.77 DraftKings points per minute. They're kind of the same guy, except one of them decided that he's the best three-point shooter in the world. Yep. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. How much Connaughton do you want to get to today and any other value? We can talk about Holiday in a second, but I think it's a little bit more interesting to look at some of these secondary options on Milwaukee with Middleton out. Yeah, I mean, I think at 3,800, Connaughton's a pretty useful value piece. Like, you're not expecting a ton out of him, but he's – he should get the minutes. He has a path to success. Um, Javon Carter, if you need to go really cheap at 3,100, should give you like 18 minutes or so. Not a spot that I would like, am excited about or anything like that. But um, if you need it, it's there. Uh, but I, I think Connaughton's the, the best value guy here in terms of just cheap value. Um, and then the starters, you know, all look good. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Portis well, is playing. Yeah. Outside of West Matthews. Bobby Portis is playing a lot of minutes. Uh, Brooke Lopez is still reasonably priced. He only played 22 minutes last game, 25 the game before that. But he, I think he was in foul trouble last game as well. But yeah, Bobby Portis, I think, continues to be a pretty strong mid-range option, right? Yeah, I think so, as long as he remains in the starting lineup. Played 32 minutes and 42 seconds last game. We know he's a good point-per-minute guy. Uh, he's 6,500. That's still reasonable. Um, in the two games without Middleton, He's averaged 1.19 DraftKings points per minute, 29.1 minutes per game. Pretty, I mean, that's pretty much in line with what he does. Like for the regular season, he averaged 1.1 DraftKings points per minute. So still think he looks pretty good. Okay. Anybody else here or you want to move on to the next one? Uh, I mean, Drew looks good at 8,600, gets a, a nice bump without Middleton. Lopez is fine at 5,700, but I think I would lean Portis if I can. Okay. And shout out to our sponsor, No House Advantage. If you haven't checked them out yet and you want to get a free $25 deposit bonus, anyone, all new users get that when they sign up. All you have to do is use the promo code AWESEMO, A-W-E-S-E-M-O, over at No House Advantage. 
They bring you a different way to play DFS with player prop contests. It's 100% peer-to-peer, over 500 props offered. And, well, they got big prize pools, mass entry capability. And at awesomemo.com, we have built uh, the Awesomemo No House Advantage projections and the optimal lineup tool, which is free every single day of the week. Uh, cool format over there. You're just building lineups, but you're building them with props. You're taking the over or the under. Uh, you're building out a lineup like you would anywhere else, but there's no salary. And you're putting the ones you like most at the top, they get the most points. The ones you're least confident in go at the bottom, they get the fewest points or they lose the fewest points. Uh, it's a cool and simple concept to win some money. You got all of the free tools at your disposal at Osmo. You have our betting tools. You have the No House Advantage specific tools. You have Odd Shopper, uh, all of that. And you get a free $25 deposit bonus. Anyone, all new users, when they sign up using the promo code Osmo. And I, I will say this. Uh, when you're at No House Advantage, pay really close attention and and contrast these odds. Compare them against the, the tools that we have because they don't move. They're static, which means if something happens throughout a day, like Jimmy Butler getting ruled out yesterday, you're just going to have some huge opportunities that, believe it or not, some people will not take advantage of. You see it in DFS all the time. So there is an edge there. There's an advantage to, to get to. And if you use that promo code AWESOMO, you get $25 when you sign up. NoHouseAdvantage.com or download it in the App Store or the Google Play Store, sponsor of the Strategy Show. All right, Denver. Nikola Jokic, uh, another big game last time. Uh, from a playoff standpoint, he didn't rebound or, or, or facilitate to, to an elite level, or at least what we're accustomed to. But 37 points again. Will Barton hits that baseline game winner. And Bones Highland had a really solid game off the bench in only 20 minutes. How do we want to approach Jokic today in, in simplest terms? Play him. Um, somebody in chat had just asked if I prefer Giannis or Jokic. I don't really have a strong preference. Right now, ownership is pretty similar between the two. Um, we have Giannis at 46%. We have Jokic at 42 As long as that's the case, whatever fits in your lineup, um, it doesn't really matter. I think that they're both pretty much the same play. Giannis probably projects slightly higher, but um, pretty much the, the same play. If one of them starts to – like if, if Giannis starts to pull away and get more ownership, then I like the idea of playing a little bit more Jokic. But assuming that they are similarly owned, I just – want to get to both and I don't have a strong preference one way or the other. Uh, Jokic should play as many minutes as he can here. Uh, obviously it's a difficult matchup, but they need to win. Uh, he played 37, almost 38 minutes last game. Uh, I assume that's about what he'll play here. Still kind of surprising to me that he's not playing more um, given that down the stretch for Denver, you were getting 40 plus minute games from Jokic. Now in the postseason, you're getting less, but it's probably a, you know, fatigue thing. Like, you know, just getting, worn out playing against Golden State. Um, but I assume that he's, uh, you know, he's getting around 37, 38 minutes tonight. And that certainly makes him look very good. Landon said, uh, there's two Landon in, in, in chat. There, there, there's a real connection here between the two. The, the, and, and Landon said he goes by a cool nickname of Sharkfin. Jordan, I have a trivia question for you. Who sang deepest, bluest, my head is like a shark's fin. I have no clue. And what movie was that from? I have no idea. So you're younger. You're younger than me. Back in the day, these were just like the funniest movies. Now, Adam, I, you want? I, I don't. I don't know the answer, but do you know the first thing I thought of? What? Anthony Jeselnik. Why? Shark Party. I don't know what that is. Oh, I know he, Jeselnik. I don't know. He had. He briefly had on his show, like on Comedy Central. Um, anytime somebody got attacked by a shark. 
he would ha- he would have a shark party and celebrate the shark. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> he's a sick dude. He's a sick dude. Uh, yeah, see, this is this is why chat comes through all the time. Deep Blue Sea, LL Cool J, Jordan, homework assignment. Go watch Deep Blue Sea. All right. Go watch Deep Blue Sea and, and check out LL Cool J's theme song to it. Funny stuff. Some of these people, they got to be around my age to know that movie. Like 13. I've never, go- I've never seen the movie. Like, I, I recognize the name, but I've never seen the movie. Yeah. I, I mentioned a movie called 13 Ghosts the other day on Twitter that Elon Musk was going to, you know, release all the souls on Twitter, like the movie 13 Ghosts. A lot of people will get that reference. A lot of them won't. Do you remember that movie, though, where no. the guy's. Okay. Jordan, it was made in 2001. But see, chat, some, some of the chat will know 13 Ghosts. To be fair, it was actually kind of cool. Stupid. Oh, listen, I was born in 87, right? So that movie comes out in 01. I'm 14. It was sick. It was sick. Does it hold up? Probably not. But at the time, you know how you remember things from when you're younger is better than they were. Oh, it's just, it, it, it looks rough to watch. I'll, I'll give it a watch, though. Which one? Deep Blue Sea or, or D- 13 Gut? Deep Blue Sea. Oh, it was so dumb, but you got to watch. Right. Just just give it a go. Give it a go. All right. Uh, with with the rest of Denver, like Bones Highlands getting ownership today. In, on one hand, it's it's odd because he only played 20 minutes last game. On the other hand, and I asked Josh this the other day. Sometimes in playoff games, when you're up against the, when you're backed up against the wall, sometimes you need someone to inject some offense like outside of a Nikola Jokic and maybe high, maybe bones get some additional run today, but at that ownership, you're, you're betting on him getting additional run. And that's what scares me. Yeah. I mean, if he gets 18 to 20 minutes, I think he's okay at 4,300. You can't expect him to do what he did last game. And it is concerning that he did what he did last game and he still played 20 minutes. Um, you know, you had Austin rivers close over him still, so that that's the big concern to me is that if Highland's going to play out of his mind and you're still going to close with Will Barton and Austin Rivers ahead of him, then how can you realistically say that there's a decent chance that he can like get more than 20 minutes? I'm not saying there's a 0% chance. You know, Certainly it could be different today, but um, typically with guys like Highland, you want it to be a situation where if they play well, they can get more minutes, and that's about as well as you can expect them to play, and it didn't translate to more minutes. Are there any priorities on this team? It's a two-game slate, so you're going to be getting like 20% ownership and up on a lot of these guys, whether it's, you know, Barton, Morris, DeMarcus Cousins, even getting a a little bit of attention here, which I think for a guy that is a, you know, well over a fantasy point-per-minute producer, I'm not really looking to argue that at all because 10 minutes and 18 fantasy points for DeMarcus Cousins today could end up being you know, in the optimal, it's possible. Right. Yeah. Like he's fine. You shouldn't be going crazy with the Marcus cousins because if this game goes according to plan, he's going to play like 10 minutes, but he's a great point per minute guy. He's only 3,300. It's not like you have a ton of really good cheap value. I mean, we just talked about Javon Carter from Milwaukee. So, you know, at at 3,100. So um, it's, he, he's fine. Um, Just, you know, don't get carried away with it. I would say on a two game slate, I don't mind playing Jokic and cousins together because like, obviously the, best case scenario for cousins is that Jokic gets in foul trouble or injured or something. But if you just take their medium projections, like you were saying, and you get, you know, 16 to 18 points for cousins, like look at last game, it, it kind of went 
the, the rotation went like Denver, you know, would, would like it to. You got 38 for Jokic. You got about 10 for Cousins. Jokic goes for 54. Cousins goes for 17 and a half. Uh, there's times that that is what you want. You know, basically, if you, you could have that same exact thing happen today, and as long as Giannis scores less than 54, that's a really good combination. So um, I don't mind having them in the same lineup. Anybody else for Denver? I mean, two games late, like you said, so you're just going to get to some Gordon, some Barton. Um, Austin Rivers likely to play a lot of minutes again at 3,500, likely to not do a ton with those minutes, but you know, just another cheap guy that you can roll the dice on if you need to. We got some great free content on the site today. Four sports. It's going across the board. NBA ownership rankings. MLB player rankings are free. PGA golfer projections are free. NHL player rankings are free. All of that over at awesome.com. Don't need an account or anything. But if you want to, awesome.com slash join. Uh, Jordan, you can throw it up on the screen. Everyone can see what we got, whether it's the Express Pass, the Awesome Plus Platinum weekly, monthly, yearly, single sport, every sport. However you want to play, it doesn't matter. Whatever your budget is, whatever your style of play, how serious you are, we got something for everyone. Uh, we have the Discord channel as well with a great community and the premium office hours discord with the pros answering your questions and all the tools right built by used by alex alex baker awesome himself and and managed by some other really great dfs pros like sean zahn and and, and steve buzzard and more so check it out top stack tool boom bust tool ownership projections player projections lineup builder all of our rankings all of our other our, our data driven stats our data driven tools are there's there's so much i won't waste your time telling you. you go check it out for yourself see what we have to offer baseball basketball football hockey golf mma nascar esports if they have contests out there we got content so check it out awesome.com slash join and if you don't want to check out all our free tools today as well all right let's close it we've got one more team to go on this two game slate the golden state warriors i guess it's appropriate to start with the highest owned player draymond green Played 35, 34 minutes in his last two. Uh, look, this is, he's never going to be the Draymond Green of old, but he's still someone that can give you relatively decent stats across the board and once in a while give you, you know, one of those five-by-five five games that comes out of nowhere. Yeah, and just playing a lot of minutes, like you said, um, averaging 32 minutes per game in the series. But if the game's competitive, you're certainly likely to get um, a few more minutes. He's just reasonably priced at 6,700, averaging 1.06 DraftKings points per minute for the series not a priority in terms of building around. I think he's kind of similar to like Bobby Portis for me, where there's going to be a lot of builds where he fits in and I'm perfectly fine with that. I think he looks good at his price, but he's not standing out where it's like, Oh, I'm starting my lineup with Draymond Green. Anthony Davis with a $50 super chat. You're the man. We appreciate that support, man. Never forget about Anthony Davis, this Anthony Davis <laughs> relatively. He said, put your hands on a hot stove a second can last an hour put your hand on a hot woman an hour can last a second oh i got you theory of relativity ll cool j much love fellas thanks man appreciate you landon lowe said uh, i got nothing y'all just help me win thanks man appreciate you both of you guys so oh hit that thumbs up too we're over a hundred much love 420 people watching some of you guys will appreciate that who shit on your? I didn't shit on your super chat. What are you talking about? Somebody, oh, I didn't shit on your super chat. <laughs> All right, uh, what do you want to do with Curry today? Not on a minutes limit. Close I think out he was game. Referring to Anthony Davis. 
What? I think he's referring to Anthony Davis. Oh, oh, gotcha. Okay, <laughs> okay. He's saying he was he was one up. Yeah. Gotcha. Like I didn't think I said anything wrong. Does Steph Curry appeal to you today? Just given that he might play full run, and he play, well, he played thirty seven minutes last game. So I mean, we know what's going on here. Yeah, uh, Steph Curry at nine K here. I mean, they they said he's not limited that was very apparent last game when he played 37 minutes um don't know if he moves into the starting lineup or not i don't my my take the entire series had been that they were going to just keep gradually increasing his minutes off the bench until they lost the game so i don't know maybe he moves back into the starting lineup now uh maybe he doesn't i don't think it really matters he's closing one way or the other um he's averaging 1.58 DraftKings points per minute for the series he's only 9k i really like steph here he's another one where um you know, obviously Jokic looks great. Giannis looks great, but they do certainly both have their, their not like flaws isn't the right word. Their concerns, you know, they're, they're both in both of these games have pretty wide spreads. You could see, um, I mean, you could certainly see Giannis pulled a little bit early if they have it in hand because they have another series to play. I assume Jokic isn't getting pulled too early because what are they resting him for? But um, you, you can certainly get some pretty strong mid-range builds here. And I think Curry's a, another piece that could be pretty useful there because Curry is certainly capable if he's playing 37 minutes of getting hot and just basically not necessarily matching, but coming very close to, you know, Jokic or Giannis in terms of production for a lot less salary. And it makes it so you don't have to play the Pat Connaughton type players. You can get, um, you know, some better options elsewhere in your lineup. So I do really, really like Curry here at 9K. They really try to lob to Andrew Wiggins at the end of game four. Like, instead of getting the ball to Stephen Curry. It's crazy. That makes sense. Did you see what Dylan Brooks shot last night? Um, I n- No, I didn't see what he finished at. Um, based on the amount of times I saw Dylan Brooks shoot, I'm going to say 0%. Three I don't think for, I saw him make a shot. I think it was 3 for 18 yeah, it was it was bad. And like I really for the the shots that I saw him miss at least, I couldn't even really give him shit because he was wide open every time. He just was not making them. You're saying you can't really give him shit for for not uh, for taking for them not shots. for taking them. Yeah. Right. It, it wasn't the uh, it wasn't the Dylan Brooks where it's just like oh, Ja passed him the ball to attempt to move it and he right. just ducked it from the low. <laughs> right. Like, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like he was getting wide. It was it was shots that he needs to take, but also should. Make them. He's had some awful shooting performances in this series, but I digress. Let's talk about the Warriors to, to, to look at some of these other options. If, if we're getting cheap and I'm just throwing this out there because it's a two game slate, you have guys like Otto Porter and, and Iguodala and Looney, all of them, you know, anywhere from 10 to 20% ownership, 10 to almost 20% ownership. Is there value that we should be targeting or just really sprinkling in for Golden State? I think it's pretty tough from a value standpoint because like Iggy's not a great point per minute guy. He played 12 and a half minutes last game, did have five fouls, but not sure he's really going to play much more than that. Kevon Looney is playing, you know, basically 12 minutes. He's not a great point per minute guy either. And then there's also the chance, um, like if Curry were to start today, that could be in place of Looney instead of pool. Like you could just see them move Draymond to the five to start. Um, so I don't really have much interest in the value here. Um, Otto Porter at 3,900 would probably be the most interesting piece to me, but even he only played 15 and a half minutes last game. And part of that was because he subbed in after Draymond fouled out. So um, I, I don't have much confidence at all in value from Golden State. It's kind of funny that, uh, hey, Minnesota goes, we'll let Dylan Brooks shoot so we can stop Ja from getting to the basket. Dylan Brooks shoots three for 18. 
Josh still goes for 30 and Minnesota loses. Yeah. yeah. And then on like the biggest possession of the game, they let Jaha just get right to the rim. Yeah. That didn't make any sense to me at all. All right. So we got to the value. We talked about Curry and, and, and Dre. Now let's fill in the fill in the, the holes here. Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins. These are really the last three guys to talk about when it comes to Golden State right now. And I'm not saying that Poole's last game is indicative of what we're going to see going forward. But the more minutes Steph Curry plays, the less I like Jordan Poole, even though his price came down. Yeah, price came down, but still probably not low enough for me to want to get there outside of just a random tournament lineup here or there. I think that he's the least appealing price tag out of the starters. You know, still played 38 minutes last game, but 16% usage rate. Curry was at 33%. Clay was at 33%. I think that not not that you necessarily expect 16% going forward from Poole, but Clay and, and Curry should really be dominating usage here. Um, so when you have Clay at 7,100 and Poole at 74, it's pretty tough for me to say I want to go to Poole over Clay. Yeah, and Clay can, we know, he can come out there and rip off huge games. He is also someone that's going to give you very little in the way of peripheral stats, right. but, you know, could he go for 40 on any given night? Of course he could. Uh, he's played 36 and 37 minutes uh, in two games, then he had five fouls last game. I'm assuming he was in foul trouble. I haven't looked, but I'm assuming he was. Clay? Yeah, I'm assuming. Yeah, he, he, he subbed out early, and he played three minutes and 46 seconds to open the game, subbed out. Uh, played an abbreviated stint in the second quarter as well. Yeah, because he got his half. third foul. Yeah, I'll say the, the foul didn't show up on add more funds, but I assumed that was a foul. It's on um, Popcorn Machine. He played almost the entire second half. Yep. So I'm giving him another 36 today. Yep. No problem with that. Anything else before we wrap this one up? No, I think that's about it. Nice. You'll be on with Alex tonight, right? Breaking this down. Somebody. Alex sounds good. On the deeper dive. It's every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah, probably Alex. It is. I can tell you it is. Okay. You got Neil Orfield and Aton Shander on MLB Live Before Lock at 415. You got NBA Live Before Lock after that deeper dive with Greg and Eric. And then you got PGA Live Before Lock, baby. What's up? Okay, I'm just reading the schedule here, but I appreciate it. So it is, Josh. And then uh, Jason and Ben, PGA Live Before Live. We got a lot coming up. No House Advantage Strategy Show, too. If you're going to sign up using that promo code, get some free money, 1 o'clock, Greg and Terry with the No House Advantage Strategy Show, MLB Strategy Show coming up at 11. We got you covered throughout the day. If you're going to be around, stick around. If not, we'll catch you back here tonight or tomorrow on the Strategy Show. Appreciate you guys hanging out as always. Peace. Peace.